<laughs> Why is it a little fucked? Oh, I won't tell you about the little fucked bit if we're recording. But guess what? What? Guess. Oh, did you get a job working in a bookshop? I did. That's exciting. Yep. It's really bloody exciting. All right. Well, Alison Hill is back. This is, I, I labelled the meeting the the faux coffee catch-up. Oh, yes. We used to do this every week and now that's yeah. taken away from us. So every now and then I just thought I will record. Um, so. It's before, so too much late to have coffee for me. Yes, absolutely. You'll be very pleased to know I've got a massive glass of water. I think we have the exact same glasses. Look at that. Yes, that would make yeah. sense. Yes, Charles. Charles, thinkers. Yes, yeah. thinkers. Uh, so, so tell us about your your new job working in a bookshop. I got a new job working in a bookshop. <laughs> and I'm pretty bloody happy about that. Oh, death. Yeah. That was is exciting. This job, right? Yeah. And the yeah, lady, you... the lady who interviewed me, went, "Well, it is everybody's wish list job," and I said, "Yes, that's fair." Yeah, wow. They must get many, many people, you know, writing in to want to do that job. Any kind of time yeah. a bookshop advertise. Listen to what I just said. Then there are lots of people writing in, <laughs> filling out their forms, writing, posting it off to the man, writer, clickety clack, <laughs> putting on stamp, <laughs> getting the ceiling wax and putting it on there. That's right. <laughs> Giving it to Roger, <laughs> take it down the lane. <laughs> oh, created... You should say all of that because I did ask her how yeah. many. Uh, I said it was a, it was a delightful mix-up because I said how many mail how many apl- uh, mail applications did you get? And she said mail applications. She said, well, I didn't. I don't think I got any mail applications. They were all email. And I was, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> how many applications did you get from men? And she went, oh, none. None. Not a single one. Mm, she said, I've that's... had men working here before and it was delightful having that kind of diversity. But she said that it's they've been few and far between. Right. So, yeah, that's weird. No no, no men applying. Mm. I wonder. My my other question would be, what was the average age of people applying? Ooh, I'll have to ask that next week. Because it's it seems like I don't know. The dream is, you know, like a small. It is a fairly small bookshop, right? You can start advertising. It's in is a Maria. Is that where you Maria bookshop? Yep, it is a small bookshop. Oh, it's a. Oh, it's beautiful. I love it. Yeah, it's a very. Well, how about I do this? Listeners, if you're in Maria and you're at the Maria bookshop, look for Alison and say, oh, I heard about you on the podcast. And she'll give you a free something. <laughs> she'll be the tall, clumsy one. <laughs> I did say, she said, you know, why do you, how do you think you'd go working here? And I said, oh, well, I've had a lot of very transferable experience when we went into detail about that. And then I said, and of course I can reach the top shelf. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more about this transferable uh, um, skills that you have. Oh, well, you know, there was all the the front office gigs. So that's all face-to-face and um, uh, if possible and counting the day's intake, et cetera. 
yeah. and various different software systems for finding students and running um, receipts and all of that sort of stuff, but also yeah. dealing with uh, yes. I was going to say. Customers. Read, reading people pretty quickly was, was yeah. a skill that you develop at the front office of the school, don't you? My word, yes. Yeah. I, I like to think that's an, an innate strength of mine anyway, but I certainly, yep. I certainly honed it there with, um, with the wonderfully diverse range of people who would come up with um, interesting questions and challenges. Yes. It's yeah. a very diplomatic way of putting it, but yes. Yes, indeed. And yeah. moods and modes of expressing themselves. And... Oh, my word. Yeah. Interpretive dance. And, <laughs> and some Interpret- of those. Were... Interpretive throwing of things. <laughs> some of those would be the teachers too, not yeah. just the parents or students. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, well, well, you must be super chuffed. I'm super chuffed. I'm very excited that you got oh, yeah. the job. Yeah. I'm, I'm really delighted. Yeah. I will live vicariously through you oh, working my in a bookshop. Yeah, well, I worked. I did work in a bookshop long ago. Sorry, you go. No, no, you, you, yours is more important. Potential to be terribly boring, so I will be leaning on you to go. "Ah, Okay, that's enough of that. Oh, you mean if you're being boring? Yes. Well, how are you going to be boring? You know, either tell me about books, or you're going to tell me about weird customers. (laughs) I know. That's the foundation of our friendship, (laughs) Alison. It's just delightful. <laughs> oh, you'd be floating on air walking yeah. in those first. I love. I'd... <laughs> and oh, I loved dear. that she said. She said we used to be open from nine till five, but we're now open from nine till four because there's a fish and chip shop next door, and we found that when we were open from nine to five, people would wander in while they fish and right, chip getting right, cooked. Right. They weren't buying anything, so we decided. And I went, oh, "That's brilliant." Yeah, that's great. <laughs> Yeah. Far out. Yep. Because yeah. you, you would. You'd be like, just, oh, I'll just wander in. Yeah, that's right. I'll have, have a, a browse. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's ready. Bye. My flakes up. <laughs> that sounds like a medical condition, too. <laughs> oh, no. How's oh, your flake? Oh, oh, oh my those. flakes up. Oh, oh. <laughs> the subtleties come through. Now my flakes acting up. It's hot and greasy. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I've run out of powder. Anyway, <laughs> where are we? This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, apologies. Yes, come to the Maria bookshop and talk yeah. about your greasy flake. Um, so interestingly enough, before mm. you even got the job, I suggested that we record tonight so for once with a bit of structure. Um, Shocker. Lord knows how long we'll stick to that. Yeah. Um, but all the questions I, I posed to you were about books. They uh, were. Oh, I it's a, a very new. Yeah, yeah, it's a book heavy, <laughs> book heavy uh, thing. So before we even get into those questions, yeah. we're already off the rails, already I distracted. Um, but still re- related to books. A couple of weeks ago, we, the you and the rest of the Moida girls. Yes. We all got together and we went and saw Mr. David Sedaris. Indeed. Um, yes. Probably my favourite. Sedaris. Yes, Sedaris. you're right. Sedaris. Yes. Sedaris, yes. Uh, probably my favourite, um, I guess, my favourite modern author. Yeah. I, I, I was going to yeah. say humorous, but no, I just think any book he releases, I'm definitely going to buy and read and 
yeah, and yeah. laugh. Do you know what? I was actually listening to your um, potty with Catherine Campbell mm. and when she was talking about the people on the bus, I was thinking, yes. oh, my God, that could be a whole David Sedaris book right there. Absolutely. All the weird yeah. people with their do that teddies. And... Yeah, that's yeah. right. Clicking Cutting the nails. Oh, yeah. The nails. I'll never get over that. No, I'd be I'd be right there next to him. Oh, why? Oh, anyway. Oh. Gross, just oh. pinging, pinging around the bus. Pinging, just the... pinging around, yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. got the big toe today? That would be the, the challenge, wouldn't it? <laughs> anyway, so we got to see him. We got to see him live. Yeah. It's the second time I've seen him um, read. Yes. It's just so, so entertaining. It's a very, uh, it always surprises me. It's a very fast, you know, hour and a half, oh, 100 yeah. minutes, isn't it? It's like oh, you finished and you're like, well, that's, that wasn't very long. You're like, oh, no, he's been reading for. 80 minutes yeah, talking and reading beautifully and that's beautifully. After, that's after he's already had a bit of a session before the show yes signing books and then he has another one afterwards like i would sleep for a week after that uh, yeah he seems i don't, i mean he's obviously energetic like he walks what does yeah. he walk 10 miles 10 miles yeah, yeah something you know, like 10 miles a day he picks up rubbish on the side of the road and he's a pocket rocket he's a pocket rocket yeah and then he, yeah. he has his routine of right sitting down and writing for however many hours a day and yeah um you keen-eyed observer that you are like noted that before he went on stage he was just sitting there and people were just walking past him yeah yep because of course like you're like oh i'm going to see a show i'm just going to be oblivious yeah once the bell goes and everyone starts marching off into the theater yeah. And he didn't look lost, you know. I just no. I was really struck by, I was actually quite delighted, but I was really struck by, and and of course his essays bear this out, that yeah. he's a people watcher. Yeah. You know, because he was just sitting there. He was enjoying just sitting there. There was actually nobody there. I was so torn going, <gasps> the bill's But I was going to ask you. But also his, it was like he almost had a challenge on his face. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I do wonder why didn't you go over and just say hello? Because you guys had my tickets so I didn't know where I was sitting. <laughs> Still a good story. Oh, I know. That's right. Yeah. Worth the confusion. Going, hello. <laughs> and then when he came hello. on, when he came on, hi, David. Hello. I just saw you out there, remember? <laughs> yeah, remember? <laughs> so, so he gets up and he reads and it's he's hilarious and, you know, yeah, offensive and and amazing and a great turn of phrase and storytelling yeah. and um. But my favorite and and I don't know might be your favorite too is always when he asks for questions from the audience. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> the joy was this time was that our friend lovely Emily was there and I just said, oh, <laughs> when when he asks for questions from the audience, it's my favorite time. And she said, like, why? And I said, because people have been curating questions for months. <laughs> and some people have questions that you can tell just occurred to them. And some of them seem to have been, yes, curating the perfect question that they think he's going to say, that's the best question I've oh, ever been asked. asked. Let's yeah. be friends. Or, yeah. You know, it's so, it's cringy, isn't it? It's so cringy. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of part of his, like, it fits in nicely with all his work too. Yeah. It's just these uncomfortable 
uh, interactions. He does it on a nightly basis. That's and right. I wonder if he, because he's very, he's very, um, he's not mean. Like he can be mean in his no. books. Yeah, yeah. Very mean in his books and very pointed. But he's very. Um, he's very generous, I think. Very generous. Yeah, that's yeah. the word. Yeah. So he understands what's happening. It's not like, oh, my God, why do you ask that question? And that would yeah. destroy the person. So. I don't know I, if my bum hole clenched more when the woman asked that really difficult question or when the next woman went. Yeah, so that's what I was going to talk yeah. about was the first, so there was a, a couple of questions and they're all, you know, like I said, you can tell, oh, spur of the moment, oh, yeah, I've got a question and then yeah. just ask, your favourite place in Australia or something like that, like fairly standard questions. Well, then one woman always sitting at the front. It's always the people at the front. Yeah. Um, and usually I, I get the feeling, the sense the last time it was it was the men who had these questions locked yeah, and loaded to yeah. impress. But this time, yeah, the woman at the front who said, what everyday item do you think best represents love? Oh, that's right? Which is a very difficult question. It was a, such a collective eye roll, wasn't there? Yeah. And it was like, that is a question that, yes, you wanted him to go, what a fabulous question. Yeah. But again, he was generous. He was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's a mm, don't really know how to answer that." Uh, and then he can you remember what was his answer? The, the uh, bed, yeah, chamber pot. Yeah, bedpan, chamber pot. Right. Yeah. Because you're going to end up caring for your if you love someone, you're going to end up caring for them and emptying yeah. their waste. And, and that's going to be a thing. That's what that's, you do. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a thing that you have to do for someone you love. Yeah. Which I thought was an excellent answer. Yeah, it was really poignant. Yes, so that was I was very impressed with that. Did you have an answer when, when everyone certainly stopped for like the minute trying to work out either oh my god or oh, what would I answer because I can't remember. I did have an answer, but did it you? went away. I can't remember what it was. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, certainly not as poignant as that. And then the next woman, she was my favorite. Oh, she was. I think she, I clenched worse. Well, her. can you remember how she started? Which is never good. No. If you're ever asking a, a question of these things, don't reference other questions. Well, did she start with that or did she finish with that? I feel like she asked oh, her that's question, a good question. Said, just to get you off that last question. Yeah. And to I thought, save oh, you from that last you're question. A bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. But I can't remember what was her question. Because all I remember is her just saying, yeah. Just, yeah, just to get you off and save you from that last question. Yeah, yes, every, right. And again, everyone was like, nah, you blew it. You yeah, did. she did. She did blow it. It wasn't a, it wasn't a very, she did blow it. <laughs> she did blow it. Um, she, it wasn't a very interesting question. It was no. just, uh, you know, it the was a, she... it was slightly smart, Arsitian. Oh, so it was. It was a, it was a, a question that a, a student who does very well at school asks. Yes. So yes. a teacher knows I'm ever so smart. That's right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Just out of nowhere. You and me. Yeah. You and me. It's it's when students are you've got a teaching class and someone puts up their hand and go. So I just wanted to know what your opinion of socialism was. And you're like, that's not what we're talking about. So no. maybe later we'll get to that. You're like, oh, God. Well, you see what I think. Oh, great. Good. Oh, awesome. You're going to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what it is when the students do it? And it was probably what this lady was doing too. That yeah. question is kind of, we are, we are uh, equals. 
Yes, that's above right. Above the people around us. It's an alignment, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I'm just yeah. going to align myself with you and, and drag you out of this misery of the previous <laughs> question. It was so weird. But yeah. I, I, you said you were clenching, but I, I was delighted and I happily oh, was you, elbowing. You I was yeah. elbowing Emily saying, see, <laughs> this is why we pay. This is what I came for. <laughs> it was just to find out what happens when people... Get a moment and then go, ah. Oh. Right. And show who they really are. I wonder if self-reflection, if they were like, wow, that didn't go well, or they thought, wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, so I'll tell you why I would never put my hand up to ask a question. It's the same reason why I wouldn't go and see David in right. before the show or stand in the line afterwards yeah. is because I would then spend I know what you were going to say. amount yes. of time going, what the fuck did you say? Yeah. Why did you it. say that? Mm-hmm. You're an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Why didn't you say this instead? Mm-hmm. Um, for the rest of my life. So that's not a pleasant memory. <laughs> yeah. Apart from that, I don't know why you didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Just would no. have ruined the rest of your life. But that's right. It's far better to see him and have a little tiny pang of regret, like, oh, I could walk up, but oh, never mind. Yeah. Then yeah, because that was the thing. Was like, oh, I, myself I thought of it. That's right. I thought about asking a question, but I was like, I don't want to ask it. Uh, if no. it's not as interesting as I think it is, then then I have to sit through the answer. That's exactly right. <laughs> and have everyone uh, doing that eye roll behind you. Yeah. That's why maybe he asks people at the front because they can't see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the people. Like, That's a very good point. Again, a generous man. Generous man. Okay. Okay. So to save you from that previous question. Um, yes. Yeah. I want to I want to talk about books. So I wanted to just go over these six questions. Um mm-hmm. and we'll go in order because that's the order I've given them to you. Now I asked you and then I I don't want anything in response. And the way I've phrased some of the questions I might need to explain for the audience because you need an explanation i asked someone today and they're like what do you mean by yeah i need to phrase that better anyway the first oh, question was needed to be oh, phrased better but i just yeah. thought oh there's a lot of interpretation in there right you just needed yeah. to sort of hone in on the specificity yeah. Yeah. okay so number one was which book was your favorite when you were eight i have to say i'm going to point out straight away that a lot of these questions are which is your favorite child Oh, okay, hang on. Let me just process that. So, like okay. that's that's really that's really hard. You can't just sort of go right. So, sorry, just to stop you there. Yeah. This is classic us, right? <laughs> yeah. Are you going to ask me who is my favorite? Child? That's right. I took what you said then, just literally. Oh, literally. Yeah. I was then. I was trying to work out how does which book was your favorite age eight relate to your children maybe it does i'm interested to find out how oh no that's not what she meant you meant it's hard to make a choice (laughs) it is hard to make a choice and they they all feel like important choices right 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 is is my is i guess where i'm driving my concern is that you're you may spend the rest of your life regretting the answer you give me on this podcast no i'm not going to i don't think i'm going to yeah Um, don't listen back yes that's right uh, no, of course I'm going to listen back because I, you know, I like to listen back, and then I find I agree with myself. So I know that that's 
That's good. That means I'm being completely transparent and open-hearted, right? I um, I do the same every yep. now and then. If I'm listening back, I'll preempt what yeah. my response would be. And then you're and then delighted it, when you find out. And then I that. said it. I'm like, oh, well, yep. that's good. At least yeah. I'm consistent. Yes. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, I, I like the idea of being consistent, so I'm, I'm going with that. Um, <laughs> so at eight, do you know when I was eight, there was yeah. always a book, there was, I, you, I couldn't walk past a comic book. Yeah. I was a huge comic book reader. Oh, really? Yeah, massive. Absolutely massive. Um, and when I was about eight, so that's like, is that about third grade, right? Yeah. So I had been exposed to the Scholastic Book Fair for the first time. Right. Um, getting books in like a book order thing was just like my idea of heaven. And I actually bought a book for myself from the Scholastic Book Fair about Frederick Douglass. And that was probably my favorite book when I was eight. Wow. Yeah. What a cool choice. So, yeah, I was all about the, ab- <laughs> the abolitionists. Yeah. Underground railroads. And yep. That's wow. Right. That was what a cool choice. So you just saw it and went, oh, that looks interesting. I read the blurb and I went, yeah, that sounds amazing. And and I did, I just loved it. I can still see the picture in my head. It's a, it's a black and white portrait of his face on a red and blue background. Fantastic. Yeah. So that's just uh yeah. So it was that one. So what were the um what were the comics you were reading? Oh, whatever I could get my hands on. Um a lot of Scrooge McDuck, Phantom. Um, Archie, Betty and Veronica, all that. There was probably a little, probably was a little over my head, but they were comics, so it doesn't, it didn't really matter. Yeah. Did you find Asterix and? Oh yes. Oh, huge Asterix and Tintin. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was uh, had the whole set of those. Wow. Yeah. So I just read those. I read them quite obsessively. Hmm. Right. When you say obsessively, like to the point of concern, or just. I used to get in trouble, like get your nose out of a book and go outside. Right, right, right. I got yeah. you. Yeah, and did you read them over and over and over again? I remember yeah. I remember yeah. Violet, I'm sure I was talking to you about it too when Violet was probably around the same age, three, year three, four or five, Yeah. and she was just reading the diary of the Wimpy Kid books sure. over and yeah. over and over, and she wouldn't read anything else, and I would bring other books to her and say, try this one, and she would go and just keep reading the same yeah. things and I, I'm sure I, I spoke to you about it as I did all the time and said you know like oh god it's frustrating it's all she's reading and you're like yeah, yeah she's reading as long as yes, she's reading that's right as long as she's reading and I remember that um I feel like one of my siblings wasn't a reader and I remember going oh you know read these comics and somebody saying to me that that's just comics well, comics is reading it doesn't yeah. matter and yeah, in fact, absolutely. I think it helps people who are. I'm, I'm a very visual person, yeah. and it certainly helps visual people to take pictures and words and make them work better. So, yeah. yeah so I'm a, a big, um, I'm a big, huge comic fan. Yeah, I find like the you know like the superhero comics and the way they split yeah. the panels and things like that. Yeah. I find that quite disorientating. Right. Like I like the structure, I guess, of a book. Um, yeah more than and i i'm pretty sure like i used to read our, our household was filled with garfield comics and yeah. foot foot rock flats yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah plenty of those and yeah um and they were you know that the classic just panels but yeah anytime it was like a 
you look at this like my brother was reading the dark knight series i think when yeah. i was you know early teens and i was just like oh i can't sort of focus on which bit i'm meant to look at and god love you my first yeah. um living liver was a dark knights fan so <laughs> so i got a, a bit of a resurgence oh really point. yeah yeah wow. I, was, I, I was an old lady by then i just remember like how good bane was in the dark knight like, series and then yeah. uh when they when they released um batman and robin with Clooney with his bat nipples and yeah and uh Mr and Arnie as Mr Freeze I heard like old Bane's in it and I was like fantastic love Bane and then saw it and went what the fuck is this this is (laughs) what the hell is this this is just I mean the whole movie was like that but that part of it I can't like the rest of it's sort of camp ridiculousness and a fun, fun stupid watch but I I never got over like just he was such a cool character. And then obviously when they did him in The Dark Knight Rises, then everyone loves Bane, but yeah. I, I, I just, I just I remember. I think the comics might have wrecked me. I could never, um, I had no tolerance for any of the Batman movies. They were just, I think that maybe the comics ruined me for that. Well, that's fair enough. I mean. Yeah. I, the Wizard of do, do oh, yes, The Wizard of Id, Hagar read, the Horrible. Oh, so I read, well, The Wizard of Id was the other. We had Asterix, Tintin, and The Wizard of Id. So oh, that, there was also, I, oh, shit, was the came other up one? with far too young probably, but yeah. maybe it taught me some of my um my subversive mentality. There's a lot of Hagar the Horrible where, you know, say something oh. wrong to your wife and she'll hit you yeah. over the head with a rolling pin, that kind of thing. A frying pan, yeah. Yeah, frying pan. Um, One called... I want to say it's BC, but oh, I don't yeah. know if that's right. Yeah, yep. I think oh. that was that might have been the same mob as the Wizard of Id. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah Wizard of Id was pretty great. Yeah, it was. That's where I learned the phrase, the king is a fink. Like yes. A, a fink is a terrible thing to be called. I've never heard it since. <laughs> I think we need to bring that back. I like yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, he's a he real fink. What's he like? He's a real fink. <laughs> bring yeah. him back in the bookshop. Oh, the main character of this one. Oh, you won't like him. He's a bit of a fink, that one. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bring back the pink. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the, the next question. Um we'll get one question into this podcast. Yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> We've only been going for three minutes. It's fine. <laughs> um which book did you feel was yours? I guess that just means growing up, like. Which book did yeah. you sort of have ownership over? I always look at it as a lot of times you're given books to read, parent books that your parents have around, yeah, books that they ask you to read, books that your school makes you read, books that are in the library that someone might recommend, a friend gives you, that yeah. kind of thing. Can you remember a book that you felt was yours that you found? I mean, you had Frederick Douglass. That's a pretty good start. but Well, you may or may not. So I've got two answers to this. And the first one was The Body which is a Stephen King short story. And it's actually the short story that made, that was um, Stand By Me was made by, made yeah. from. And I remember reading the story and thinking that's a, it was such a good story. Yeah. And then years later saw the movie and went, I know that, like I know that story and that's not like, it's not right. The, no. the title wasn't right. But it was such a, that like that's my story. Yeah, right. Not, it was my not my story, but. You know, it was a story. I know what you mean. You have I cherished. Yeah. yeah. 
But the other one was The Handmaid's Tale because I actually read that in the first um, year or two that it was published, which I think was about 83 or 84. Yeah, so I read it when I was about 14 or 15, which is a perfect time to read Absolutely. Um, Yeah, and uh, absolutely loved it. And it was just one of those books I would read. I'd read every year or so. Wow. I had a shitty old copy that I'd gotten from a news agency and uh, and I just loved it to bits. And then of course it kind of it kind of got a world a life of its own. Yeah, it sure did. Yeah. So I mean two things there, like you, you read the body, I think which is in uh different seasons. I think that's the book. I, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. It has uh I wanted to say App Pupil and uh, Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Redemption, which yes. obviously became yeah. the Shawshank Redemption, yeah. and another story, which I can't remember. But yeah, yeah. I, I I was the opposite. I'd seen Stand By, Stand By Me many, many, many times before I'd ever read The Body. Yeah. And one thing that is really striking when you do it that way is just how much of the dialogue is taken directly from the book. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's quite remarkable how he does dialogue, especially kids' dialogue, so well. Beautifully, yeah. So, so that that is always an amazing surprise where you're like, oh, they just said, this is pretty great, this whole yeah. section here. Um, and and one... I want you to say that Stand By Me was the first really good movie of his stories done. Right. You know, like a lot of the movies that they did from Stephen King books in the 70s were yeah. were sort of B-grade movies. Yeah, Firestarter and Cujo. and Yeah, um, l- less The Shining, uh, certainly not The Shining, but less Carrie. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. But Carrie had its, its B-grade it was elements. B-grade-ish, yeah. It's just right. that Brian, you know, Brian De Palma slightly elevated director. Yeah. Sort yeah. Of, when you think about it, it's a woman with telekinesis who, like, you know, moves, shuts doors with her eyes, yeah, stuff like that. But it's just great cast and, you know, brilliant cast, great direction, yeah. um, sort of elevates it. But yeah, I think Stand By Me might have been, I think, the first time where he actually liked a, a you know, adaptation of his work. Because yeah, right. before then, he really didn't like and never uh-huh. liked The Shining, hated The Shining. Yeah. But yeah. Like you said, all the others were kind of B grade. I mean, think about like Firestarter. What's that? She makes fire with her eyes. It's the yeah. same as Carrie, but that's in a B grade way. But Carrie's yeah, a, a bit more nu- that's say, right. nuanced. I guess it's nuanced. Um, and in in actual fact, all the characters that Stephen King has writes have got these really evolved um, back. Like the the reasons for all of the, their actions is is given in the books. Yes. That's a good way to put it. You can't do that in a movie. No, no, that's true. That's true. I want to, and I guess maybe that's why Stand By Me does so well because it does give backstory to, especially to Gordy's family. Yeah, yeah. Um, And only four, is it four or five? Four. Four, yeah. So there's only, so you can do that in a a movie. Yeah. And it's a short story made into a full length, so you really can do that. I think that's that's the idea, right? You can have that internalised stuff that's happening in it that yeah. movie um I, I enjoy teaching i never get bored of it but it was been really good to watch that with the girls they love it yeah. Uh, yeah we watched it when they were ve- when they were much younger 
probably like three or four years ago was probably the first time. Like they were fairly young, but it's that kind of movie where it's about death from a kid's point of view. It's like um, that and My Girl are like, these are two movies that are about death from a a kid's trying to come to terms with it. Yeah. So that speaks to them because how little do you get with that kind of stuff of kids exploring these ideas of death. Um, It also reminds me of the student I had who you had to do a a character report, a character from a book, and you had to what we do, a hot seat where you sit at a chair and people interview you as you're a character from the book and you asked about what happened in your story and explained what happens and why did you make that decision. And one kid did the body but he clearly just watched the movie oh. and he didn't realize that yeah. I knew so quickly yeah. that he yeah. hadn't read the book and watched the movie because at the end, you know, all these people asking him questions and I was like, oh, this kid, he hasn't read the book. And I said, yeah. um, what happened at the end of the, you know, after you came back to town and uh, what happened? And he was like, oh, nothing. We just, everyone went back to school. And I was like, no, no one no one no one hit you or did anything or ace didn't they did the the gang didn't come and find you and he's like no no they just they just all went back and i was like okay and then afterwards i said you didn't read the book you watched the movie and he was like no no i he was adamant no i read the book like no because in the book ace breaks his arm afterwards he catches up with him on the street and snaps his arm and he was like, oh, no. And he's just refused to admit. Uh, and he could like, have read it in the time he watched the movie. Yeah, it's a very short it's a very yeah. short story. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing about Stephen King, the same with It, like I read that at, you know, 12. That was yeah. weird. Totally, yeah. Um, which is a lot of people I know who were the same. Like, yeah, I read that when yeah. I was 12. <laughs> okay. Um, but it's the same thing I have. I don't know if it's just him, but a lot of authors I find write better children than they do adults. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yep. And, and I'm not sure what that is, that a child, a character of a child is more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Or Is it because they're not finished? They're not finished, but I think... Um... I, I probably read something that he said once about that we put these limitations, we sort of just go, oh, just children, you know, what yeah. do they know? And he said, and that's not, children know a lot, you know, yeah. they're, they're exposed to so much and they they might forget it, they grow yeah. up and forget it. And a lot of his work, I think, thematically is about these kids having these lives and they do just grow up, they grow out of it. In, yeah. in fact, it is a bit like that, isn't it? It's yeah. In, it's all these experiences and they but they're just kids so it's it's disregarded and they grow out of it until all of a sudden it sort of harkens them back again yeah calls yeah. them back but i just yeah. don't know what it is about and it's not just him but there's a lot of books where it starts off in the first half of the book is about the childhood and yeah then it moves 20 30 years into the future yeah and i, I guess, just i never that. find it as interesting no no and he, he does really seem to be in touch with that um, I watched The Black Phone, which is his son's right, yeah. story, mm-hmm. and uh, actually I quite enjoyed that. Yep. But I saw the influence, and again, it was the kids. You know, it's it's kids like it's the adults who've got who are clueless. Um, yeah, the kids who are sort of trying to figure things out in an adult world. Yeah, and I wonder if he, he he's like, oh well, when you when you put that 
sort of trying to figure things out in a kid, it sort of comes across as like noble, like they're trying to work yeah. shit out. But when yeah. you do that with an adult, it just comes across as neurotic. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. No, I've never, that's, I've never thought of that before. So, yeah, I wonder if that's if that fits. Anyway, yeah. Question three. Question three. Question three. Um, all right. What is your? Character. Yeah, who is your all-time favorite character in a book? Again, it's a little bit. It's a bit oh, favorite yes. child. Um, I did always really like the character of Offred because she was, you know, she was just really vivid to me. But I loved, and it's a little bit contentious, I suppose, because she's not really a character; she's a real person. But I loved Laura Ingalls. Right. From the Little House in the Prairie. Oh, okay. She was because a real person. She was, she was a real person, yeah. Um, but because she was, I loved that, like, she was um, she was this cranky, stubborn little thing who, you know, would she wasn't as pretty as her older sister and not as cute as her younger sister and, yeah. you know, had to live through all this hardship and yet I really related to her because she was, she was just tough and, she, you know, when the, bully was bullying she'd push back and yeah. she'd lose her temper and she'd get in trouble yeah and the fact that she was real that was I just love that so I mean that's just pandering to the people who read books right is like like it's Joe Joe March in Little Women style not pandering oh, probably. that's too strong but but yeah. you know like yeah. I know that the readers of this book are going to identify with this character more more than anyone well I think that's what I liked about, sorry, that's an email. That's I think okay. that's what I liked about her was that because it is biographical yeah, um, and her writing gets more complex, it's, it's quite a nice looking back and thinking about the series from start to finish because the first book is really basic, you know, it's really simple and it's the language is really simple and it becomes more complex as, as obviously her skills um, develop and because I don't think she... I think she got the first one published and she was in her maybe her 40s. Right. So she, I think that's when she wrote it. So it was a, a you know, woman reflecting on the memories of being a little girl. Yeah. Then, you know, and maybe she got a bit more creative license as they the others moved on. But they were pretty seamless. Right. You know, you really did see her um, grow up and, and have to deal with difficulty and, um, I mean, yeah, there's probably definitely a positive spin on it, but that that was um, just the fact that she was a real person and she lived in real times. Yeah. Actually, even reflecting now and going, you know, she was part of the colonization of America essentially, and and it's it's um, very contentious. Yeah. Um, yeah, but there was something about like that. The romance, maybe it was the romance of someone living, you know, living up, growing up in this environment that seemed really just bare bones compared to, yeah, how we were growing up in the in the seventies and eighties. It's interesting to read those books from the past and have them in completely different surroundings and mm. in terms of like how many people tend to die for a start yeah, in those right. frontier times and things yes. like that. All of this or go, stuff, or but go blind, or go blind, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, but the characteristics are consistent. You know, there's yeah. a reason why yeah. people still. It might be they might be contentious and um, 
but people still relate to the characters. Yeah, that's right. No yeah. matter, even the context is completely different. Oh, just... absolutely. Oh, she, you know, it, the way that she described living in a sod house, for example. Yeah. You know, by a river and that when you had a party, this is the things that she would do and then people would make fun of her because she was having this party where they they went, you know, um, paddling in the river and they ate really simple things that her mum cooked and it wasn't fancy and shop-bought. Yeah. That sort of stuff. The fact that she said, you know, I've just got boring brown hair. Well, I related to that because <laughs> <laughs> I, too, had uh, boring brown hair and, and I was thinking this is a girl who's thought the same things that I was feeling. I love that idea, though, looking around. And, oh, look at their interesting hair. I bet you I bet you they love having hair that makes them stand out. <laughs> That's right. It's so funny what we what we like covet as like kids. I know, I know. Crazy. Oh. I, rem- I and I've talked about this before, but I remember very clearly being annoyed at school because all of my friends' parents were divorced and mine were together. <laughs> you know, like you cover that kind of thing. Yep. I'm excluded. Oh. I didn't have braces. I just had stupid plates. Yeah. Like, I wish I had braces. Braces looked exciting. It's so weird. Oh, God. I have to sit here while they all talk about their parents getting divorced and I feel left out. (laughs) How I wish. How I wish. That's right. It's so strange, isn't it? Oh, lovely. All right. Cool. Like those. All right, we've got three three questions left. We'll get no. to them by midnight. <laughs> okay, question four was which book or books was like a swift kick to your head, you know, like a, a rapid yeah. change in your perspective or a book you put down and went, wow. Or even like a book you were like, hey, everyone, read this. Go read this. It'll change your life. Or That was um that was really hard because I was thinking, oh, I've had lots of those sort of books, I'm sure, over the years. But the one that I actually went to my bookshelf because I've weeded all my books out and only the like there's only a special few that I'm keeping um, on site. What I wouldn't give to see you decision making in that process the tortured decision making i'm sure it was tortured it was a lot of backward and forward and putting things in and then going back and getting them out but um but um and this is a more modern take so uh, it's called the natural way of things and by charlotte wood did i ever Hmm. that to you i don't think so Ooh, natural way of things yeah it's um it's 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 a good book it is a very good book. Charlotte Wood is a very, very good Australian writer and uh, and it's a, a, a story of women who just sort of wake up in this deserted, isolated place and don't know how they got there, you know, don't really remember how they got there and it's really isolated and then sort of what happens next. And it turns out that they've all been, uh, it's various partners or bosses have just gone this person is too much wow come and get her wow they've all been taken and just placed in this place and they've all so it sort of reflects a little bit on the situation that they were in and you don't find that out immediately so it's sort of um trickle fed to you through their experiences and as they recover memories and try to figure out you know how they're going to live in this environment 
Um, so it was it was frightening because it, it, in a way it was kind of like a modern Handmaid's Tale, yeah. and it, but there was just this huge edge of reality where well how you know this is not is this beyond the realms of possibility right mm. where if you're an obstinate difficult woman a difficult woman yeah they just remove you from or a, pre- a pregnant woman you know or a yeah and it... all right to just get rid of a problem yes yeah right so it's a very it was a real kick it was a real you know yeah i, I highly recommend it it's not it's pretty dark but um yeah quite visceral but so what did it make you what were the realizations that you had like you said it's not far it couldn't you know it's actually not far from what could happen um when you look at the reasons why they were there i was thinking i know people who have who have been these people yeah um and and what would it take for someone to to go hey i'm gonna start this little secret nose tap organization and uh, and we can resolve these issues for you. I mean, you know, there's people out there who will take contracts to knock someone off. Yeah, right. Clearly, this is all illegal, and that this in this situation, it's illegal as well. Right. But we also hear about various government bodies who go, "Oh, we're willing to look the other way." Yeah. You know, we're willing to um to pass the secret details that you gave to us for your court case onto the media. Yeah. You know, like how divorced from that possibility mm. are we and i don't i don't know that we are that divorced from it not really no when you think about no. it like you said the the things that get passed to the media through government agencies that yep. are like whoops that was a yeah. leak. oh how did that get out yeah that's right to certain media outlets not all of them but certain yep. ones to yep. preempt you know wow we got ahead of a story that's right. Uh, and the cohort of, of, of people who have come up in very super privileged yes. environments who are a network unto themselves. Yeah. You know, and yeah. And, and when accountability is called for, they they look morally oh, yeah. Re- yeah, they look morally <laughs> repulsed by yes. the thought. That's right. How dare you expect me to be culpable? That's right. It's so it have it, consequences. It kicked me in the head. So right. Handmaid's Tale when I was a, a teenager, that yeah. was, I mean, that was sort of um, science fiction yeah. in a way. And then growing up, you know, always thinking of that as being sort of science fiction. And then when I read this some years ago, I, it was that this is not, I actually reread Handmaid's, Handmaid's Tale after it. Right. Because it, this is not so science fiction. No. And I actually got to see um, Margaret Atwood and and she at live. And oh, wow. I took my daughter to her, see yeah. it. And that was a really important moment. And, and for, I knew this, but it was really great having Abby hear her say, nothing that's in Handmaid's Tale has not happened. Not happened, yes. All of those things have happened somewhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, having that, you know, that reality served up was pretty, Was that was a real kick to the head. I bet. Mm. Now, what, would you be more or less hesitant to ask Margaret Atwood a question than David Sedaris <gasps> at a live event? Mm. Um, she, was, she was cool, actually. 
Yeah. But yet she was also going, I'm old and I don't, you know, that's not important to me. (laughs) Someone asked her something relatively superficial and she went, I reject the premise of that question. You know, why is my favourite yeah, is uh, you know it doesn't have any value. Like, right, right, right. I'm going to change my mind so it doesn't matter, sort of thing. Oh, oh yeah. you've just disposed of this entire podcast, Alison. Thank you, Margaret Atwood. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we're all there hanging off her every week. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm not that important. Yes, right. I'm a person, yeah. and I wrote wrote books, and yes, of course. Yeah, that's right, and which I really appreciated too. Lovely. Yeah. Okay, this question's much. A, a quick one. Yeah. What's the best place to read a book? Cozy, warm. Cozy and warm. That's all. Yeah. That's all that's you need. Warm. Could be bed. Could be on on the veranda in the sun. Yeah. On the beach. Cozy, warm. That's it. So co- cozy, warm on the beach. Is that does it? Is that uh, like in spring, autumn, winter, summer? Can you yes. be yes. cozy in summer? Is there a temperature uh, yeah. tap out? Yeah, you just have less clothes on. <laughs> I guess so. I guess yeah. so. I've been doing that the last week, actually. Yeah. yeah no one cares about you living at the <laughs> beach, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> living at the beach and smelling the sea air every afternoon. And then read three chapters. And then read three chapters. Oh, God, what a life. Oh, Coming no. home from your bookshop and yes. reading a couple of chapters on the beach. Oh. Yes. Terrible, terrible. <laughs> oh dear, your future looks grim, I must say. Oh no. <laughs> okay, last last question is uh any books that you studied at school that you loved? Yeah, I love The Outsiders. Mm. Um, I think and I loved it the most because I found out that it was written by a teenage girl. Right. And so I really love that. And to kill It's them. always always good to to teach students and be like S.E. Hinton. Yeah. That's a yeah. that's a girl. That's why it's S. E. Hinton. So you think it's a boy. Yeah. Susan Elizabeth, right? Yeah. 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 And then of course when you know that, then when you read it, you're like, oh yes. Oh I know. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. That it's makes so sense. romantic. It's yeah. a, it's romantic, but it's also um it's the equivalent of when men write characters like women characters and you're like oh yeah that's partly no woman would ever say that phrase or no woman would actually do that or so like things that stick out when you're like nope um but yes i I remember teaching it a few times whether you're like "Mm, yeah i don't know about that yeah (laughs) there's like you said it's very romantic it is yes yeah Yeah. and and again it's the way the 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 men are described the boys are described yeah they're so so pretty yes the female, so the female gaze is like looking at these boys and like they're yeah. they're rough, but they're they've got deep souls and big hearts. They do. Yes. yes. Apart yeah. from some of the stabby stabby ones, they're a bit meaner. <laughs> anyway, what was the other one you said? Did you say to kill a mockingbird? I did, yeah. Love so it. I was talking Love about them. that. I was talking about that today. I asked someone this today and and um they said to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. Can you rem- what year? Can you remember what year it was that you read it? Um, I would have been, I think I was in year seven. Right. And so that was, so that was 1982. Right. Yeah. And did you love it from the start? And my experience was, this book's boring, 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 boring. Oh, I read the last 200 pages in an evening and didn't move. 
criminal. No, it was it got me from the start. But I was the kid who just was beside themselves waiting to get the book assigned, the class book assigned. Right. I just could not wait. And I remember every I actually remember everybody going, oh no. Like there was this collective groan. Yeah. And I was just thinking, shut up so I can get started. Because yes. I'm here for this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved it. Yeah. Yes. It's it's um yeah, I, I do remember going into the classroom the day after I read it. You know, like I said, the first bit was such a slog, and then oh, oh, I oh I got it. Oh, it's finished. And wow. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's a swift kick to the head when you're when you're a teenager as oh, well. Yeah. Where you're like, he's gonna Atticus is gonna save the day. Yeah, I know. Yes, you know, and racism and I... will be defeated. Oh. Oh, yeah. It was, you know, there was something really special about that book because it was such a dense book. Yes. And I remember that the cover, like that was just about the first book we got given to read at school that had, that didn't have any kind of, like, I don't know if you remember the original, um, no, I'm really telling on myself, the original (laughs) cover was just orange. Yeah. With, um, like, Times Roman to kill a mockingbird. At the yes, front. yeah, big, 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 uh, big yeah. print. Yes, I remember that was the one we had to read. So it was a really dense, like a massively big book. Yeah, but with nothing special on the cover, no images at all. So it felt like that my first. Um, this is an important book. Yeah, my first grown-up important book. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. and I think, and Scout would. She would vie for my one of my favorite characters because I just yeah. liked how how she was just pretty kick ass. Yeah, and just not didn't hadn't made her mind up about stuff. So no, yeah. and one and desperately wanted the world to make sense. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and so it didn't. Cool. And her dad always just took the time to try and explain it, and then yeah. Like, and I Ugh. love that Harper Lee didn't spend time on things that didn't matter. Right. You know, it wasn't that wasn't relevant. So they were being raised by their by the dad. Right, right, right. Yes. The rest of the details weren't that wasn't relevant. Wasn't yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. And they dressed as a big ham for Halloween, which is always one of the weirdest choices for a costume. <laughs> Look difficult to make. I don't that was one thing I never could guess is that a giant ham didn't look like an easy thing to make. No, no, I guess it had to be impractical when the old um, the Yules came to get him and Boo Radley steps in. Yes, that's right. Yeah, in his, in his weirdness. Um, so you what we talked about um, like the body becoming Stand by Me. What about like a Handmaid's Tale becoming the series? Did you enjoy? Did you watch? Have you watched all the series? Yep. I, I sort of I couldn't quite get into it as much once it left the world of the book yeah um yeah uh i i mean i i probably subsided then but i got back onto it when there was a, right. nothing to watch nothing to watch yes yeah and i i was comfortable with it less so yeah i was comfortable with it like fine you know I, i'm pretty good at going the movie is it's I remember doing something at uni and they said, just remember that, you know, the store, the book and the movie, they're not the same. Yeah. Because they can't be. That's, no. you know, they're different. They have to be different stories because they're being told differently. Yes. Um, 
So, yeah, that's fine. I'm, it's like fan fiction, you know. It yeah. is interesting when you watch a movie and it's very similar to the book and you think, well, what was the point? Yeah, that's right. I yeah. don't, and but I don't original, know. The original Handmaid's Tale, I mean, that was yes. sort of another kind of B-grade movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was that was pretty that was pretty um that was pretty interesting yeah yeah it was it was a, it's you know it's interesting the obviously the context and when it's which it's made yeah how it's kind of done and that was more of like this is weird and this could never happen yeah, um, yeah. whereas the series yes, is like mm, everyone look out your window <laughs> see the orange man over there <laughs> call him a snowball <laughs> Yep, he's riding a tank down the street. Oh, everything's fine. <laughs> Carry on. All right, well, we better finish there, Alison. Yes. I don't know how long we've talked for, but a while, as always. Well, I've drunk my glass of water and you know what that means. Yep, it's time for a toilet. <laughs> well, thank you. That's it. Thanks. <laughs>